Greetings, welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're now on Masachah Pesachim Dafpei Dalad Amud Aleph, near the top of the Amud. And we are looking at Mishnah Yod Aleph of this, the seventh parak. Any part of the animal that's eaten of an ox, a big ox, can be eaten in a the soft uh, kid, uh, which means something that is not edible of the ox, even though it may be edible in the gdi, cannot count towards the Pesach. And that also includes the heads of the, the top of the forelegs and uh, the cartilage. Okay, Rabba Rabba, Rabbi Rabba found a contradiction. He, the implication is that which is not eaten with the, of the shore cannot be eaten of the gdi for Pesach. And then the end of the Mishnah said, which aren't eaten. They're not eaten of the ox. The answer is, So the end of the Mishnah is, another opinion. They include it. That was Rabba's solution. Rav Amar Mahingtani, no, that the end of the Mishnah is explaining the rest. Vahachingtani, kolon achal b'shor gadol b'shlaka, anything that's eaten, boiled of the ox, yachal b'gdi, harach b'tzli, can be eaten of the goat, roasted. Mayin rashek nafayim ashusim, in other words, these are things that are not eaten roasted, have an ox to too hard, but they could be boiled. So therefore, they could be eaten, if roasted, on the gdi, because they're softer. Tanya kavateta Rav, we have a right that supports Rav, now that last line is going to open up this next piece. Soft sinews are considered like basar. So eat mark. Gidin that are going to get hard. You can count them towards your kazetim, so as far as any people can join in this animal. You don't count them. And why? We look at right now, and right now they're soft and edible. We look at where they're going to be, and they're not going to be edible. Our Mishnah, based on the explanation of Rava, that that is explaining it. So it's only those things that are the exceptions, uh, but Gidin that are not eaten of an ox can't be eaten of a Gidi either, and therefore they don't count. Really, the Rashaykh Nafaim Askusim were just examples and would include Gidin also. And again, what's the reason that we allow the, uh, the forelegs and the, um, the tops of the forelegs and the, and the cartilage? Because they could be eaten if boiled of an ox. We boiled them. So he heard this and he said, Rabbi Avau <coughs> was the one, is, is their student. And he said, when you come to Rabbi Avau, Ramile, show him the challenge. Since when did Rabbi Yochanan say that uh, if Gidin are going to get hard later, we still look at their status right now and we can count them towards Pesach. We look at the current status. <laughs> the skin on the head of a young calf, which is right now pliable, does it become tamei tumat ochlin? And Rabbi Yochanan said, it doesn't. 
In other words, you look at the fact that it's going to get hard later, and that's how we judge it. So Marle, so the Ramallah The one who saw this as a challenge, in other words, this is what Rabbi Avahu told Rabbi Avin, go tell Rabbi Yirmiya, the one who saw this as a challenge is not paying attention. Rabbi Yochanan, after all, admitted to Rishlakish, and here's what happened. When Rishlakish challenged Rabbi Yochanan about his ruling, that Rabbi Yochanan said, don't bother me, I was just teaching one person's opinion, but that's not the halacha, and indeed he agreed with him that we do look at the ultimate status of the Gid, which is hard, and therefore doesn't count. Okay, the next Mishnah, <coughs> we already mentioned the prohibition of breaking the, the bones of the Pesach. If you break the bone of a Pesach that is a proper Pesach, you get makot. If all you do is leave it over, but you leave it over, and it's a proper Pesach, or you break the bones of a Tamei Pesach, you do not get makot. Alright, I understand why leaving over a Pesach, even a proper Pesach, you get no makot to Tanya. It's a very famous piece. So, Tiran Boker, we're talking about Boker. Bakatuli Tenasech, Halota Se, the Marsha in Loket of Rabbiuda. Rabbiuda says, the reason the Torah added the Ase of burning it is to say you don't get Makot because it's a law of any Takla Ase. Rabbiakum Meromen Hashem Uzet, which means same result, different reason. Shunavilavshin Mamaset. Motir is a Lavshim Maset. You're just doing, sitting around, doing nothing, drinking coffee while the Pesach clock runs out. You don't get makot for lav shen So that we've got. How do you know that you don't get makot for breaking the bone of a Pesach if it's tamei? The amakra that's a lotish brew bow bow bekasher v'lob pasul only a proper Pesach. Okay, let's see the background. Tanabanan that's a lotish brew bow bow bekasher v'lob pasul. Rebbe Omer, so at the earlier part, uh, sorry, in the later part of the parak, uh, you have the same prohibition, meaning, Rebbe says, same idea, different pasuk. Only a korban that may be eaten, because has the prohibition against breaking the bones. If not, then not. And therefore, if it's Tamei, there's no Isur. My benayu, I'm Rabbi Yirmiya Pesach If the Pesach comes because everybody's tamei, then Rabbi would say there's still a nisur because it's edible. Uh, however, according to uh, the first Tana, then you would say that uh, that there is no prohibition because it's bobo kasher v'lob pasul. Right, l'mandamar kasher. Hi pasul, There we go. Rav Yosef In a case like that, everybody agrees there is no isur shvata etzem. The Rebbe lakuli kati. Rebbe is coming to be mekil, and when Rebbe says ra'uilachila, what he means is to extend it also to a pesach where Rebbe and the first time to disagree is about a korban that was fit at one point and then became pasul. If it's bow, well, this one had the Yisra of Shrat Etzem for at least a moment, so it has it. But if according to the one who says it has to be fit for eating, like Rebbe says, then this is not fit for eating and the Yisra doesn't kick in. That is how Rav Yosef reads it. 
He says, no, everybody even agrees that in a case like that, where it had Shata Kosher, but it's currently Tamei, there is no Isur Shvirat Ha'etzim. My time, because right now it's Pasul. The question is, is there an Isur Shvirat Ha'etzim during the day, meaning the day of the 14th? There's a Korban that's Kasher. But according to Rebbe, it's not edible yet, therefore there's no Shvirat Ha'etzim, which is very strange, because then you're saying it's not just that it has to be fit for eating, it has to be edible now. So, you can count the marrow in the head, the brain, as part of the basar towards the kazayit. But not in the, in the uh, bone of the uh, leg. And Rashi explains that the reason for that is because you cannot break open the bone to get the moach out, where with the brain there's a way to get it out without breaking, breaking the bone. <coughs> Why can you count that? Because you could squeeze it out or scrape it out. But if you think that you're allowed to break the bone during the day, like you suggested, Abaye, so you could break open the leg bone also and get out the marrow and count it. So Abaye's answer could be with the even at dark. Put a coal there right on top of it, let it burn off, and off go the and get the marrow out that way. If you burn the bones or you cut sinews, and that's not called breaking a bone. And therefore, if you use fire to get stuff out of the bone, you could do that. Meaning that it may then cause it to actually break open in another place because of the intense heat. Um, and Rav Amar Mishum have said Kodshim, because you're actually losing some of the Kodshim here. To come off, say, be a dime. And here you're doing it with your hands by putting it on the coals. To Ma'achil Nur and Ma'ach Maybe the fire will eat up some of the meat. So in Bod Yom Nami, you have the same problem during the day. That's why during the day wouldn't be a solution. Zer in Bod Yom, Atum Sheikh You won't allow it during the day, because you might do it at night. All right. He turns around, takes the opposite position that we had before, and he says, any one of these cases is a prohibition of Shuvat like we said before, since it's fit that night, there's the Easter kicks in already during the day. What they're really disagreeing about is if one of the limbs partially went outside of the city. It's after, after all, the animal is kasher, and therefore Shratatsim kicks in. But according to Rachila, that limb is not edible, and therefore there would be no shvatayetz in there. If a limb partially went outside of Yishalayim, and then you like threw the window and you broke it, and when we shvatayetz there's no shvatayetz because you can't eat that limb. He says if part of it went out, everybody will agree. This is not the disagreement between Artana and Rebbe. This aver is pasul. Whether there's an iser shrata etzem with a raw one, as opposed to roasted. The animal's kasher. You can't eat it because you're not allowed to eat it. Not. If it's raw, if it's raw, everybody agrees the iser kicks in. 
My time of the chazir achila because it's edible. The matzvile achila, I roast it and eat it. It's it's, it's inherently edible, it's just to be fixed. El shirata al What they're asking about is the prohibition of breaking the tailbone. Madam or kasher kasheru. Madam or achila in or achila. Why the alia like a boy salka? Because on a lamb, unlike a goat, that has the fat tail. The fat tail goes on his back, so it's not something you're going to eat. So it depends. Kasher, it's a kasher animal. On the other hand, it's a kasher korban. On the other hand, it is. That particular part is not something that you are um, that you are uh, allowed to eat because it goes on the mizbeach. Breaking the tailbone certainly is not because you can't eat it at all. What they're really disagreeing about is a limb that doesn't have enough meat on it. There isn't enough to eat there to be yotze, therefore it doesn't count. He says if there's not a kazayat, everybody agrees that there is no yotze. Everybody agrees you would need to have the amount for achila kazayat. What if you have a limb that at that particular spot there isn't a kazayit, but further up the limb there is, and you broke it where there isn't? The limb is kasher, the animal is kasher. Maybe you need shirachila at the spot that you broke it. That, of course, is strange, because then you could atomize it and say the exact spot that you broke it. There's a molecule, and it's not enough. Tanya Kaba Aminayu, we have bright oath that support four of these different approaches to Tanya. Rabbi Omer Baita Khadiachel, that's one tishruvo, meaning Allah Kasheru Khayabin or Khayabala Pasul. And therefore I talo shata kosher if salva shata khila inum shmishrata etsem. If it once had shata kosher, but now it's pasul, there's no shrata etsem. Yeshbu shirachila is put mishmishrata etsem, only if it's big enough to be to for kazayit. So if that bone doesn't have a kazayit on it, there's no shratatsem. Only if it's fit for the mizbeach. It, uh, if it's fit for the mizbeach, like the tail, it has no shratatsem. And it only is at the time of eating. So that means that it wouldn't apply during the day, it wouldn't apply to the aliyah, it wouldn't apply to a, an emaciated bone, and it wouldn't apply to something that is currently pasul, even though it had shata kosher, which is four out of the roughly eight different approaches that we had, are supported by this brighta, which means that the answers that we have are not exclusive to each other, but may be uh, different segments of the of the real uh, approach to Rebbe. Okay, Idmar, Eber she'in alav kazayt basav makom zavli, one of the approaches we had, what do you do about a limb that doesn't have a kazayt at this spot, but does have a kazayt somewhere else? Further up, further down. There's an Isur. So, we've got a Brita that interprets the Pasuk as saying, I don't care if that bone has a Kazayit or not. So, what does that mean? It's really just a bone with no meat? There's no Isur. It must be referring to a case where there isn't a kazayit here, but there's a kazayit further down the bone, and there there is no iser. And that's a challenge to Rishlokish. What's it, what was his answer? Below. So he said, what is the echad v'echad, meaning whether or not it has a kazayit on the outside, 
or as a kazayin on the inside where you broke it, like marrow. Vatanya, that's not tishu v'voah. Charetz m'sheish b'moach, v'charetz m'shein b'moach. Whether or not it has marrow. Mar mikayim v'achlu atav asar b'layla hazeh. But asar shal gavei atzim. We're talking about the meat that's on the bone. We know asar shal b'tochatzim. Maybe it's meat that's in the bone. So in other words, maybe we're playing with this possibility. The prohibition of breaking a bone is only a bone that has no marrow. But but if it has marrow, you could break it to get the marrow out and eat the basar. Don't be so surprised. Of eating the meat would be So which is it? What do you have to say that for? After all, the Torah just said for Gemar. Do it like the Pesach. It means whether or not the etzim has marrow, which means you don't say the assay of eating the meat trumps the lot assay of breaking the bone. So if a part of a limb went outside of Yerushalayim, you cut on the meat up until the place that you get to the bone, and then you peel it off, but you can't cut it. <coughs> if you say, um, uh, like Rabbi um, Yochanan, there's a challenge to Rabbi Yochanan. If you say that if an aver doesn't have kazayit here but has it elsewhere, then there is an isur of, of uh, that they're sorry, like Rishlakish, that ain't mumishu shvatetsem. I'm going to call it shemagiel perak chotech. Why do you have to peel it away? Niklo pe purta v'nit pere. Peel some away and cut it. Abaye says again, because then you might actually break it in the other place where there is a Nisur. Ravina says, we're talking about that particular uh, leg bone uh, or the arm bone uh, that has uh, marrow in it and peeling will not help to get to it and that's why that's what you have to, that's the solution for that. Okay, we're going to pick it up at this point in the middle of our discussion and continue on uh, um, to discuss uh, the status of uh, of the interesting Mishnah that we have at the end of Sachim about Pigul Notar and what the reason for that Gzairad Ramanan is. In the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.